RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the government prepares to tighten social distancing rules in bars and restaurants as coronavirus cases increase. Ousted lawmakers say a court challenge to their expulsion may not be worth it, as Beijing could simply overrule any victory. And a first legal protest in months won't happen, despite an appeal board overturning a police ban. RTHK understands that the government is planning to tighten social distancing measures in restaurants with no more than four people to be seated at a table instead of six. Bars will also have to reduce the number of customers per table from four to two. The tightening comes after the SAR recorded 11 coronavirus cases with no clear source in three days. Media reports say the Executive Council has also approved plans to force people in high-risk groups to take COVID-19 tests. The Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, says that the government has not set targets for the number of downloads for a new app intended to help fight the pandemic. The Leave Home Safe app, which goes live on Monday, will tell users if they've been in a, play, in a place that's linked to cases of coronavirus. Mr Sitt said that unlike similar apps in other countries, the SAR's version would not need a minimum number of users to be effective. He said that even if only one person downloaded the app, that person would be able to benefit. We don't set any target, yeah, because well, it's all a voluntary arrangement, and we we understand very well that our people have concern on the data privacy. So we have put a much emphasis on developing of these uh, apps, and also all the data are contained in their own telephone. There's no central system to uh, control or uh, store the the movement or the visiting data of our people. An advisor to the government on COVID-19 says the SAR may be entering its fourth wave of coronavirus cases after an upsurge in infections with no clear source. Professor David Hoy pointed to the fact that four taxi drivers tested positive this week alone with no clear link between them. Ousted lawmaker Kwok Ka Kee says he and three of his former colleagues are still pondering whether it's worth launching a legal challenge to the decision to expel them from LegCo. The Civic Party member says that the National People's Congress Standing Committee, which paved the way for the disqualification of the lawmakers this week, could override any judicial review by issuing an interpretation of the basic law. Mr Kwok said that he and his colleagues have limited resources and are hesitant about going ahead. When we are doing consideration, we must observe the fact that what we learn from the past experience is when there is a chance that the applicant is going to win the case, there may be and definitely there will be another interpretation by the MPC Standing Committee. At the end of the day, those who incline or may have a very high chance to win the case will lose as a result of the interpretation of the basic law. Meanwhile, the Security Secretary, John Lee, said he fully supported Beijing's decision to expel the four. He said the lawmakers failed to live up to their oaths of office. Chief Secretary Matthew Zheng has refused to grant an exemption from a ban on public gatherings to a journalists' union that had hoped to hold a protest march tomorrow. The Hong Kong Journalists' Association had a police ban on the march overturned on appeal yesterday, but the approval was subject to permission from Mr Zheng. The Chief Secretary said allowing the protest would go against advice from health officials. The union's chairman, Chris Young, says it will continue to highlight what it called the suppression of the media and issues such as the arrest of the RTHK producer, Bao Choi. It's disappointing that ultimately I think that the CSA has the power to make that decision. So we'll try to see what else we can do to further express our views, express our deep concerns about the, uh, the case 
of arrest and the prosecution uh, and the problem of car play search and search of other say, property information. Officials in the Philippines say at least 32 people are known to have been killed by a typhoon that struck the country earlier in the week. BBC's Howard Johnson is in Manila. Typhoon Vamco is the 21st cyclone to hit the Philippines this year and the most deadly. It made landfall on Wednesday, but we're only beginning to see the full extent of its devastation. What we're seeing at the moment is the uh, province of Cagayan being hit particularly badly. The Magat Dam there has been opened up to simply let out all of the water that's been collected in the water basin there. It's been overwhelmed by a lot of water at the moment. One official has described the Cagayan province like the Pacific Ocean. So lots of search and rescue efforts are going on there. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Donald Trump has made his first public acknowledgement that his presidency may be coming to an end, saying only time would tell if it would continue. In his first public comments on the election since Joe Biden was declared the winner, a subdued Mr Trump said his own government would not impose a lockdown on the American people, but he added that he did not know which administration there would be in the future. He stopped short of conceding that Mr Biden won. Here's the BBC's John Sopel in Washington. There is a sense that the walls are beginning to close in on Donald Trump. Some senators are saying it's essential that Joe Biden be given briefings on national security now. Some of his close friends are saying, admit it, it is all over. But from the president, those words, I concede, have still not passed his lips. And one close confidant of the president says he knows it's all over. He just can't bring himself to say those words. More than 150,000 new coronavirus infections have been reported in the United States, the highest daily figure yet. A number of states, counties and cities are reimposing restrictions. Dr. Celine Gonder is part of the coronavirus task force assembled by US President-elect Joe Biden. She says the prospect of the Thanksgiving holiday later this month is a cause for alarm. I would say we have a fire raging across the nation and the holidays threaten to be gasoline poured on that fire. We're seeing hospitals in many parts of the country overwhelmed with cases and we know that the death rate spikes, increases when hospitals are overwhelmed because we simply do not have the staffing and resources to care for patients the way we would like to. The Festival of Lights, or Diwali, is being celebrated today by hundreds of millions of Hindus, Sikhs and Jains in India and around the world. Diwali festivities this year have been limited by coronavirus. India is the country second worst affected by the pandemic after the US. BBC's Yogita LeMay reports from Delhi. Doctors in the city have told the BBC they're facing an emergency situation. Some have called for a lockdown to control the situation. So far, there's no indication that the government will impose one, especially since Diwali, the biggest Hindu festival, has just begun. Despite the spike in coronavirus cases, street markets have been bustling with people out for Diwali shopping, and not many are taking precautions like wearing masks or social distancing. To sport now, and at the Masters in Augusta, there's been a piece of history, as two-time champion Bernhard Langer became the oldest player ever to make the cut at golf's most famous tournament. The German, who is 63, finished the first two rounds at three under par. World number one, Dustin Johnson, and third-ranked Justin Thomas are among four players sharing the clubhouse lead. A further 48 players will complete their second round tonight after bad light stopped play. 
In Formula One, Britain's Lewis Hamilton has a chance to meet Michael Schumacher's record of seven world titles this weekend if he can overcome tough conditions at the Turkish Grand Prix. Hamilton simply needs to give up no more than seven points to his Mercedes teammate, Valtteri Bottas. However, yesterday's practice session gave the drivers cause for concern. The track was resurfaced just two weeks ago. That, along with the cold conditions, left Bottas complaining that the experience was com comparable to winter rallying in Lapland. The BBC's Jenny Gow explains. Istanbul Park used to be a track that people love to go to. It's full of um, undulation and hard turns and it's a difficult circuit to master. And it's been made almost impossible because they've resurfaced it and there's just no grip at all. So if you can imagine driving a car along the road and hitting a patch of ice, it's pretty much what it's like for the drivers. They're less than impressed. In tennis, Rafael Nadal will attempt to win one of the few tournaments he's never taken before, the season-ending ATP Finals. The event at London's O2 Arena gets underway tomorrow. The Spaniard has 20 Grand Slam titles, but has never finished better than second in the ATP the last time in 2013. He says he's keen to bring that record to an end. Of course, I want to win every event that I'm playing. No? And this one I never, play, I never won. But not, not at all, not frustrating. No, I'm super happy about my my tennis career. Uh, I qualified for this tournament uh, so many times, uh, and that's it. Uh, it was not possible to win. I'm gonna keep fighting for it, and I'm gonna try to give me one more chance this this week. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The government prepares to tighten social distancing rules in bars and restaurants as coronavirus cases increase. Ousted lawmakers say a court challenge to their expulsion may not be worth it, as Beijing could simply overrule any victory. And a first legal protest in months won't happen, despite an appeal board overturning a police ban. The news from RTHK. And we're back. Here's a little bit of Johnny Lee for you, Sue. Looking for love. Well, I spent a lifetime looking for you. Single bars and good time lovers never true. Playing a fool's game, hoping to win And telling those sweet lies and losing again I was looking for love in all the wrong places Looking for love in too many faces Searching your eyes, looking for traces I did everything I could to get me through the night Don't know where it started or where it might end I turned to a stranger just like a friend I 
Thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight, Fight the, the virus. virus. Stay, Stay vigilant. vigilant. Radio 3. And here you go, Sue. Here's a little Mickey Gilly and Charlie McLean, Paradise Tonight. <laughs> 